0: You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of News Talk 770. Welcome to The Strong Room, presented by Macmillan Estate Planning. I'm Herb Hamm. There's a lot more to estate planning than saving tax and avoiding probate, often overlooked is the vital matter of the so-called soft issues, which are the deep-seated emotional and psychological factors that often face families. To discuss this topic further, the founder and CEO of McMillan Estate Planning, Sherry McMillan, and a key member of the McMillan team, Martine Tullifson. In conversation with Peter Watts of News Talk 770, they point out that the family cottage, for example, can be a contentious issue
1: one of the prominent issues around Family Cottage is the sentiment. And Martine that's with us today, she has a great expertise in contending with soft issues. She's a very gentle woman and has over a decade of practice with Wickmill. And I think, Martine, you would uh, bring forward that it is a really touchy subject, isn't it?
2: Yes, that's for sure. And usually how I would deal with it is to ask more questions of the family because we have to understand their situation and what their really what their real needs are and that way we can make the right plan for them so if we ask the right questions we can safeguard their significance but we have to ask what are the what's the family like what are the kids like who is wanting the cottage who do, doesn't want the cottage, who spends time there. These are all things that will help us plan it properly. I have a, I met with a family last weekend. and they, they actually share the cottage with their siblings. But each of those siblings has children and each of those children have children. And so here we have over 20 people trying to share the cottage. And then what happens when one of the siblings passes away? And how is it going to be fair? And who gets to use it during the summer? Who gets this week? Who gets that week? Who gets to spend the most time there? But then another question would be, who's going to pay for all the maintenance? Because the kids want to use it, but they might not necessarily want to maintain it in a physical way so they have taxes to pay and utilities and that kind of thing. So we have to ask all of those questions to figure out what's the best plan.
0: It's the ultimate timeshare in some ways, isn't it? Yeah. Except <laughs> it's all in the family.
2: Exactly.
0: Okay. And I
1: think that's a really you know, key element to a family cottage is Once it's distributed from the parent group that originally bought the property, what has happened is it has become a sentimental asset. It's not now about the numerics of what that cottage is worth. And Mm -hmm. so what happens is there's a lot of sentiment attached to memories that were created there. And you can't really put a dollar figure on that. So what we wanna make sure we do in the next generation is that we protect that particular asset base in a very specific way. And like you mentioned, Peter, like a, a timeshare, we often craft uh, legalities around how it will be utilized so that there are parameters that are set up and then Ultimately, we don't have debate between brothers and sisters because we didn't create a cottage for our family to cause fights in the family. And harmony is always a driver when we're working around the area of state planning. But ultimately, the cottage itself does need to be dealt with like a business. A lot of the history that a family has Uh, got along well around the cottage, such as an illustration like this, will often craft that right into the trustee so that those parameters carry forward. Mm -hmm. Because it's really easy uh, to get along with one or two people, but what happens when it moves to the next generation and there are 17 children, and what causes complexity frequently, and Martine can speak to this as well, is, Peter, often what happens is, it's not the family unit that has a difficult time in utilizing the cottage, it's the spouses that influence the Mm -hmm. family. So, you know, a new daughter-in-law will say, well, I don't think that's clean enough, and we always have to define what the word clean means when it comes to family cottage. Um, or we have a young person that brings all their friends to the cottage and has a few parties and doesn't tidy the place after. Yeah. So, these may sound like a little bit funny, but actually they're very serious because this is their true asset, it has sentimental meaning in the family, and it could cause a great deal of discord if we're not addressing those types of things in the trust deed itself. Certainly, there'll be some income tax often on -hmm. the family cottage because typically the parent group will have their own primary home and the cottage and the income tax that will be owed on the cottage has to be paid in order to preserve the cottage. So depending on where the cottage is, if the cottage is in the USA, uh, we have a different regime to contend with if it's in Canada and even based on every province that that cottage may reside in, we'll change the taxation on it. how it flows through an estate. So we have to bear in mind a lot of different um, arenas to make sure the cottage can be preserved.
0: Again, McMillan Estate Planning at 403-266-6464 is the group to go to to uh, answer some of these questions and give you a good plan going forward. Let's talk about gifting while alive. What does that mean exactly?
1: Well, I think there's been a change in the wealth that we've created over the years, Peter, especially here in Canada. And what has occurred is that some families have decided they don't want to wait until they pass on to share their estate with their family. They would rather see how it benefits their family while they're alive. And I think this is a fundamental shift. Of course, the generations before us did not have wealth to share, so it's easier said than done back then. But today we do have affluence that so we want to share. So we frequently see families want to share their estate with their children, often at particular moments of time. So one of the most common ones that we see is when they want to help the child buy their first home or start up a business. And we're very... Um, protective of our retiree giving the gift to the child while they're alive because we want to, we never want to leave that retiree shortfall um, in their own retirement. We don't want to give away too much too soon. But after we've done the retirement calculations, we can determine if that's a reasonable um, plan. And frequently when we do this, Martine always takes an approach of protecting that gift legally from the additional spouse that may be involved or the common-law partner. Martine, do you wanna share how we do that?
2: Well, when the parents give the child funds to buy a home, oftentimes that child is in a relationship and the parents will be concerned about what happens with that down payment if something happens to the relationship. And so what we commonly do is borrow from the trust that we've set up. And that way, if in the future, if there is any kind of marriage breakdown or relationship breakdown, that the, the child actually owes that money back to their trust. In that way, it's separated from the matrimonial division. And also, we always want to protect them with a prenup as well.
0: Protecting children from a spouse. Talk about that one a bit.
2: Well, we will again use trust for that as well. And in different ways, we would make sure that the will has a testamentary trust in it to keep things in the bloodline. And there's nothing against the spouse necessarily, but because we don't know what the future holds, we don't know if the spouse that the child has now will be the same spouse in 10 or 15 years when the parents pass away and the family passes it down to the next generation. We don't know what spouse our children will have at that time. so we make sure that there is a trust set up there as well because we want to make sure that it's keeping in the bloodline. You know, it's not personal, it's not against your in-laws,
1: but the fact is all of us have the desire for our bloodline, our our biological or adoptive family to inherit our wealth. And what our fear is, is if our wealth is transferred to our child and then our child experiences a divorce, you know, Mm -hmm. if they have to give away half of it, That's really unfair or if your child I hope not passes and now your daughter-in-law has inherited the estate and she gets married again so these are real fears Mm -hmm. that all of us have in the area of estate planning as families but thankfully as Martine made mention by using a trust what we've done is we've segregated the inheritance for that child and so if they stay with their spouse forever they're welcome to use the estate for their family care but it's if They go through a divorce, Peter, that becomes so important. Mm -hmm. And so many families are very grateful for these uh, mechanisms because it does protect them. I recall very sadly, more recently, Martina and I were working with a family that we've worked with for 15 years. And when we originally created the trust for each daughter, they didn't need the trust they were in great marriages and everything was working out well Um, but more recently after 15 years one of the daughters that had been married over 25 years called us to say her husband's been having an affair and could we craft that trust for her now now thankfully dad was wise when he did it he just crafted one for everyone in case they face something tough in the future and so now we have it in place and in the event Uh, She inherits value from her father or, again, receives gifts in his lifetime. Those are never going to be at jeopardy in her marriage. And so, in turn, she can pass her estate to the children or his grandchildren. So you can see how effective these kinds of tools are. And luckily, we've adopted these tools from British law, and we can use them in Canada, and so we
0: should. Topics on the program today will be discussed further at the upcoming Macmillan Estate Planning Life and Legacy Seminar. Thursday evening, February 23rd. You can register online at mcmillanestate.com. When we come back after this short break, more estate planning insights. This is The Strong Room.